His dad was said he was going to be sad for the rest of his life. He loved his son so much. That's right. Now, our verse last week, our verse for the last four weeks said, but God was with him. Remember us learning that verse? But God was with him and delivered him out of all his afflictions. Now, he's in some afflictions right now, isn't he? What do you think he's doing right now, between last week and this week? Of course, he's not alive anymore. But in our story, between last week and this week, what is he doing right now? When we left him last week, he was, what have they done? They sold him. And he's a slave. But he was just really, he was just sold to some people, some merchantmen. And they were on their way down to Egypt. So what do you think Joseph is doing? He's walking to Egypt. Does he want to walk to Egypt? No. Nope. He probably would rather go back toward home, right? What do you think is going through his mind? What would go through your mind if somebody told, took you and then just started heading you off towards somewhere that you, you probably didn't even know where you were going? <coughs> we might say, why, wouldn't we? Why is this happening to me? Right? Why do my brothers do this? And it was his brothers that did it to him, right? Why? Now, we know that Joseph loved God, right? And we believe that Joseph's dad talked to him about God. And God had promised Joseph's great-grandfather and Joseph's grandfather and Joseph's father that he, who's he, that God was going to do something very special with his family. So if Joseph was thinking, he had a lot of time to think, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Walking to Egypt, tied to a donkey or a camel or something like that, or to a rope. He could have got all upset. He could have been mad. He could have been crying. And maybe he did some. But I think after a while, all that time, he must have thought about God. And he must have, even though this verse wasn't written yet, I think he must have thought, somehow, God is going to work this out. And for the next few weeks, we're going to tell you how God worked out Joseph being sold by his brothers, how God worked that out for good. I couldn't work that out for good, but God could. And we're going to tell you some about it this week and next week. So, Joseph is on his way to Egypt, and when he gets into Egypt, they, I don't know, but just the way things we know from history... They probably put him up on a block, maybe like set him up a little bit high so all the people that were gathered around could see him. And they said something like, who wants to buy this young man? He looks really strong. His legs are strong. His arms are strong. He looks like he could. He's probably good enough to work in a king's palace. And different people just, you know, maybe said, I'll give, let's use our kind of money, I'll give $5 for him and Somebody else said, no, I'll give $8 for him. I don't know what he got sold for. But finally, a man, this man here, bought Joseph from those merchantmen and took him home to be 
his servant and actually a slave for him. Now, he wasn't in chains there, but he didn't have anywhere to go. How many of you ever, probably none of well, how many of you kids have ever been in a foreign country? You have? I don't think so. Miss Megan, you've been in a foreign country, right? Miss Allison, have you been in a foreign country? Where's our other? Kate, you've never been in a foreign country, have you? No. Not really? Miss Amy, have you been in a foreign country? Where they speak a different language? Not really? Miss Sammy? You went to Mexico. Could you understand what they were saying? You could? A few words, maybe? Poquito. Miss Sammy, have you been in a foreign country? What foreign country were you in? Could you understand what they were saying? No. Joseph was in Egypt. Was he an Egyptian? No. No. So they were talking along. Could he tell what they were saying? No. No. You think that would be, that would probably be hard to do what you're told if you didn't understand what you were told. Wouldn't it? Could you imagine? I mean, if Miss Megan said something to someone, told them to do something, and she spoke in Mongolia, and we would just look at her, we wouldn't know what she wanted us to do. And that would be kind of like what Joseph had to do. Joseph had to obey his master, and he didn't even speak Egyptian. But he learned it quickly enough. I think if you, if you knew that there was a God, what would you do? Would you try to talk to him? If there's a God that cares about you, would you try to talk to him? Yeah. And what is it called when we talk to God? Praying. Praying. That's right. We do that at the beginning each day, each Saturday here, don't we? So, I think Joseph prayed to God and asked God for his help. And not long after that, he's working and he became a very good servant in Potiphar's house. Potiphar is the name of the man who bought him. And Potiphar was the king's chief executioner. That sounds scary. The criminals who did bad things, he's the one that, that executed them. Yes. And so, and there was a prison in his house. So, he was a, a, one, of, one of the king's very important men, and he bought Joseph. And Joseph worked in his house. And after a while, Potiphar... His master came to him and said, Joseph, I have noticed that everything you do turns out good. He said, I noticed that your God blesses you. <coughs> what does that mean? That means that people knew that Joseph served God. Did, did the people in Egypt have gods that they served? No. Yes, they did. But were they real gods? No, they served idols. They worshipped idols. But they knew that Joseph didn't worship idols. They knew Joseph had a different God. And Potiphar could tell that Joseph's God blessed him. And he said, Joseph, you have been an excellent servant for me, and your God is blessing you in everything you do. So I want him to bless everything of mine. I'm putting you in charge of my whole house. 
You will be in charge of the herds and the herdmen and the shepherds. You will be in charge of the, the, the people who gather the grain and farm the land. You'll be in charge of the, all the people in my, in my house that do my business. You're going to be in charge of everything because you've been a good servant and God's blessing you. And so Joseph became, even though he was a servant, even though he was a slave, he was almost like the most important person in that house, wasn't he? Who was the most important person in that house? His master, right? But as far as servants go, Joseph was in charge of everything. And things did go well. Potiphar got richer and richer, and his, all his, his herds got larger. And his farms uh, brought more uh, grain and food in. Everything went well because Joseph was working for him. Well, after a while, maybe a year or two or three, Joseph is taking care of Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's wife saw Joseph and she thought, he's a good looking boy. He's a good-looking young man. I want to spend time with him. That's not good, is it? She was a wicked lady. And so she would try to be around Joseph. And Joseph just did his job. He never even noticed her. She's kind of, he's not noticing me. So pretty soon, she talked to Joseph. She said, I like you. I love you. Why don't you come lay with me and make out with me? She did. That's what she asked him to do. She did. And do you think Joseph did that? Joseph said, Mrs. Potiphar, I'm in charge of everything in this whole house. But you are Potiphar's wife. I couldn't sin like that. I can do anything I want here, but I couldn't do that greatly, that terrible, wicked thing and sin against God. Now, he knew it would be a sin against his boss, but he also knew that doing that would be a sin against God, wouldn't it? And Mrs. Potiphar, she, let him, she just went off somewhere. But a couple days later, she said something to him, trying to get him to change his mind. And day after day after day, she kept trying to get him to sin with her. She was a wicked lady. Very bad. She kept trying to get him to sin with her. Then one day, he went into the, into the house. And he's in charge of the whole house, right? He went into the house. And that day, there was no other servants around in the whole house. Nobody else was around. Nobody was there. But who? Her. Mrs. Potiphar was there. And she grabbed Joseph and she said, Look, there's nobody else around. Come on and lay with me. Make out with me. And he was like, I'm getting out of here. And he ran. And when he ran, he left his coat in Mrs. Potiphar's hand. Now, she was a wicked, wicked, wicked lady. You know what she said? After that, he ran off. He got away from her. And that's what we should do in temptation because we stay get away from it, right? But he ran off and got away from her. And she, help, help, that man, that Hebrew, he tried to rape me. 
poisonous. It's exactly the opposite of what happened. But that's what she said. And all of a sudden, the servants came in, and she told her story to them. And they were thinking, what do you think they were thinking? That's not what Joseph would do. We know Joseph is an honorable man. He would never do anything like that. But they were servants, and she was the boss's wife. Could they say anything? No. So she kept that coat. She had his coat there. And then her husband came home. And what do you think she told him? She told him the same story. And Mr. Potiphar, he heard that story. He was very, very angry. He was very upset. And the Bible says he took Joseph and he put him in jail. But he didn't do anything. Joseph never got to say, but I didn't do it. Joseph was a servant. He was just a slave. Even though he was important, he was just a slave. He couldn't say anything. His master put him in jail. And he never didn't get to say that he didn't do it. Now that doesn't sound like things are turning out for good, does it? It doesn't. But what does the Bible say? We know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now what do we know about Joseph? Did Joseph love God? Yes. Does God have a plan for Joseph? Does he have a purpose for Joseph? So these bad things that are happening to Joseph, that's part of those all things, aren't they? But the Bible says those things work together for good. Joseph's in jail. His master's wife accused him of an awful, terrible sin. He's in another country, long way away from his parents and his brothers. How could anything good be in that? We're going to have to wait till another week to find out. How God works it all together for good. But what's, what, what's something we can know that he does, right? Because this verse is not just a verse on a sheet of paper, is it? Where does this verse come from? We could look it up in the Bible. Who gave us the Bible? God. The Bible is God's word. And if God said it, it's true. So we know that all things work together for good. Them who love God, them who are the call according to his purpose. And if you want to study ahead, you can read in the Bible for yourself. Or you can come back next week and we'll tell you some more about Joseph's life and see how God is going to work out all these things 